because we're focused on the easy to blame world outside of ourselves. We lose sight of the actual cause of our plight. Or better, let me put it to you this way. Will your future be brighter if you better learn how to tolerate your boss, learn how to better stand up for yourself? Or would you be healthier if you did what was necessary to be the boss in the first place? The former, outward thinking. The latter, self-reflective. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Hello and welcome to this edition of MentorBox. I'm your host, Jonathan Kendall, and today we'll be going over how to use tolerance as a tool for success, how to use it as an amplifier for your life. Where is it appropriate to forgive, for example? And where should you push back? Where is the line between sticking up for yourself and being taken advantage of? These are the questions of tolerance. And today, good news is that I'll teach you all the answers. So let's start and let's get real, shall we? Let's break it down to the brass tacks. I'm not going to sugarcoat this one for you. You probably think I'm going to talk about tolerance as it relates to the action of others. How much are you willing to tolerate? What if my boss? What if my coworker? What if my mother or my father? What if they? And yes, this happens. People will disrespect you. They will push you past your limits and you'll have to fight back. You will have to draw a line and say, you know what, I deserve better than this. Maybe you'll have to get a divorce. Maybe you'll have to break up. Maybe you'll have to get a new job. Maybe you'll have to move to a new town, change schools, stand up for yourself, stand your ground, draw a line in the sand, get a new friend group, stop hanging out with him or her, tell it like it is. Absolutely 100% in these cases, trust your intuition. If you feel wronged, write that wrong. Do not ruminate holding it in, letting the balloon one day pop. Take action to as quickly as possible, move on to the next more important action. Or on the contrary, if someone made a mistake, a subordinate, an employee, son or daughter, and they did not mean to, if it was unintentional, if they made a mistake along the way towards their own ideal self, then be a forgiving guide. See it from their perspective and be kind. No one likes a tyrant. No one really responds well to fast criticism. Backseat drivers, parent coaches yelling from the stands. This person, you must not be. Instead, be tolerant of others' follies. It'll make you more likable and, I promise, happier. Though, 
These two points are easy for most and are therefore less meaningful. So I apologize if you're listening to this because you saw the title on tolerance and thought to yourself, yeah, I need to figure out how to deal with all these people in my life who are keeping me down or screwing things up. But this is not that lesson. That lesson would be a lesson in Band-Aid development, a cream on the top of an already working cake discussion. What's more important than I promise you is this, that instead of worrying about tolerating other people's behavior, you turn the mirror back on yourself and ask this question, what am I tolerating for myself? Because that tolerance, the tolerance of self, is a lion compared to the mouse of the they out there. As always, change comes from within. Have you ever heard of target fixation? It's a term normally used in the context of driving. Target fixation, meaning someone is so focused on one specific potential hazard that they are more likely to hit that target. Which sounds strange and counterintuitive, but when you break it down, it actually makes perfect sense. And the reason why is this. The answer is not where you think it is. If you can't get in through the front door, turning the front door over and over and over will not help. If your marketing isn't working, running more of the same ads will not solve that problem. If you look at the car in front of you, slamming on their brakes, you'll miss the open lane to your right. You'll miss the opportunity to dodge to your left. This happens every single day on the road, but it also happens in life. We target fixate on the guy down the street. We target fixate on our boss. We target fixate on next month's potential sale. When all the while, because we're focusing on those issues, figuring out how tolerant we should be about their actions, worrying about how we counterpunch the they out there. But this is, hint, basically being a victim because we're focused on the easy to blame world outside of ourselves. We lose sight of the actual cause of our plight. Or better, let me put it to you this way. Will your future be brighter if you better learn how to tolerate your boss, learn how to better stand up for yourself? Or would you be healthier if you did what was necessary to be the boss in the first place? The former, outward thinking, the latter, self-reflective. And I promise you, self-reflection is much more powerful because you can control it every single time. There's no guessing. There's no reacting. There's no based on what she says. It's you and it's you alone. But that begs the question, does it not? How do we apply tolerance to our own lives? What should we allow ourselves to be tolerant of or not tolerant of? Well, this answer is pretty easy because it's nonspecific. It's necessarily nonspecific because it requires that you conduct an audit for yourself. For me, I'll be straight with you. I love running when I'm doing it. I've ran a few marathons, a few halves. I even went so far as that I finished a triathlon. And I'm going to be real with you. There are long stretches in my life where I am absolutely abysmal at keeping up with my running. I know it's good for me. I know that I, in fact, love it whenever I do it. And yet, I often let excuses get in the way of continuing this habit. Usually it's work. In fact, it's always work. But here's the deal. There's no time in my life where work doesn't allow me to take a shower at least once a day or brush my teeth or wear a shirt to a meeting. <laughs> But why is that? What's the difference? 
The difference is that I refuse to tolerate my uncleanliness. Well, on the other hand, I do tolerate my lack of physical exertion. You see the difference? So for me, the first thing that I need to work on regarding tolerance is moving my tolerance down for my lack of running. I need to demand that I do it for both my physical and mental health, setting a standard for myself, similar to the one I set for personal hygiene or wearing proper clothing to work. I will brush my teeth today. I will wear a shirt to work today. And I will go on a run today. All three just as necessary. And now that may sound simple or cheesy, but it's absolutely the truth. You do what you tolerate and you do not do what you do not tolerate. It's as simple as that. And this is 100% correct in all cases, by the way. So then why is it that there are so many things in our lives that we do that we should not tolerate theoretically? It's an interesting psychological question, is it not? Though the answer is easy. It's because the consequences aren't normally dire. It's because other people, knowing that they too make the same flubs in their own lives, forgive us. In this way, we're all collectively together creating a self-fulfilling prophecy, a magical line to which we all must rise above. Though, and here's the important part, it's a very low bar most of the time. And it's sort of natural that this is the case, that we set a low bar, because humans bend to the horizon of freedom more often than not. So you over there, I will basically forgive you for anything that you do that doesn't hurt me. And you also over there, will more often than not forgive me for anything that I do that does not hurt you. And this makes sense. Our judicial system is built this way, for example. A phrasal version of this sentiment is almost daily said by MentorBox's head of content, Joy. She says, you do you. And truth be told, I love it. You do you, I do me, perfect. So long as we don't infringe upon each other's abilities to live our own lives in any certain way, it's great, except we individually are often so tolerant of our own inadequacies. We then too tolerate each other's inadequacies. Thou without sin cast the first stone. Forgive thy neighbor. Let us first not be hypocrites. These sentiments are written into the very fabric of our societies and they are great and are necessary for social order. But the fallout is profound. So long as you aren't hurting anyone, Anything basically goes, which includes self-sabotage, which includes sloth, which includes dispassion and self-loathing and giving up and loneliness and depression. Everyone around you will be tolerant of your average life. They will tolerate you just surviving so long as you brush your teeth and wear a clean shirt every so often. And why shouldn't they? You're not hurting anyone but yourself right? And so the burden lies within. You therefore must necessarily draw your own line of tolerance. You therefore must necessarily divide what you are willing to accept as good enough. You therefore must necessarily be your own mirror. So draw a hard line in the sand, my friends, for your family, for your work, for who you spend time with, for how you use and invest your money, for what you do in the mornings, for whether you give positive or negative energy to the world, for how you treat your own body, 
for whether you tolerate weakness or strength, for how you view the world, for which lens you choose to wear. Please, I implore you, draw a hard line in the sand for your relationships with the greater nature of your soul. For who you are is what you tolerate of yourself. If you demand more, you will receive more. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at MentorBox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.